So I always say ads are an amplifier. So this funnel kind of already worked, right? So you need something that like an organic funnel that already works. And then you can take ads and you can, you can amplify something that already works. I rarely, I don't know if ever would recommend that somebody just flat do ads without actually having a funnel that already works. Welcome to the wealthy and well woman, a podcast that celebrates choosing a life of overflow. If you're looking to grow your business, live on purpose, and feel your best while doing it, then you've come to the right place. I'm your host, Kat Sanuski, the business coach for wellness leaders and visionary female entrepreneurs, founder of Be Well Events and international yoga teacher and trainer. My goal in this podcast is to help you curate your life by design and claim your dream business by giving you actionable tips and trainings that help you get out of your own way, step into your power, and monetize your magic. I'll be bringing you a thought training or interview from experts that will help you break through your fears, take action and grow into those massive visions that you can't stop thinking about. I am so happy you're here. Now let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Wealthy and Well Woman podcast. Today, we have an exciting guest, Emily, who is an intuitive business coach focused on helping coaches launch, build, and scale businesses to six figures that they absolutely love to run. With 12 years of coaching experience under her belt, she bridges the energetics with strategy and believes that by breaking the rules, listening to your intuition, and doing things your own way, you'll watch your business skyrocket. Emily's career began began in the education sector as a teacher and coach. She later served as the head of sales and marketing for a VC-backed travel startup, and most recently built a transformational multi-six-figure purpose and career coaching business. She's a certified yogi, a professional scuba diver, crazy nature lover, and has spent over eight years working remotely while traveling all over the world. She's been featured as an expert in NBC News, The Muse, Forbes, and other internationally recognized media outlets for her expertise on business, leadership, purpose, and career. Emily, so happy to have you here. Thank you so much for having me, Kat. I'm so excited to chat with you. Yeah. So for our listeners that don't already know you, and I know I just read your bio as well, um, but do you just want to do a little intro on how, I mean, we got some of the background there. You have a lot of history in this. You've been remote for eight years, which is so exciting. So um, you've been coaching for 12, what was it? 12 years. Um, So yeah, just tell us about how you ended up here and a little bit more about you. So I would say just like the the thread of how I ended up here doing business coaching specifically um, is that I've always been obsessed with the idea of blending purpose and profit. So even in college, I studied social entrepreneurship and I've just always really believed that like we can make money and do good in the world. And I think through most of my career, honestly, before I actually started a business as a coach, coaching was just like a skill that I had. Like it was a skill that I learned really early on. I never really saw it as a career in itself. I saw it as like a skill. And it wasn't until I actually got laid off from that travel startup that I decided it was like, you know, it was my time to start a business. And entrepreneurship was something that, you know, I, as I mentioned, I've been really, really curious about since college. I really loved the idea of building something on my own. I never liked having a boss. I was like, never, I never really felt like I quite fit in like the corporate structure. Um, And so when I got laid off, it just sort of was like my time. I felt like I was like, it's now or never. I've got to try to build a business. 
And so I spent some time really thinking about like, what did I want to do? Like, what did, how did I want to spend my days? That was really the question I was asking myself of like, if I could be paid to do whatever I wanted all day, like, what would I do? And it just sort of slowly came out that this skill of coaching was what I wanted to do. So I didn't really see myself as starting a coaching business. I just sort of saw myself as starting a business where I wanted to coach people on things. Um, and that's really how, how it started. Um, and I would say most recently, so I started my business as a purpose and a career coach. Um, and then pretty, you know, started to in that business was really helping people get clear on their purpose, what lights them up and helps them figure out what their dream careers were. And some people would, you know, end up staying where they are and realize that they were actually living their purpose. Other people would quit their jobs and find new ones, get promoted. Um, but there was a lot of people that actually decided they wanted to start a business. Um, and a lot of people decided they wanted to become coaches. So they would start asking me, how do you build the business as a coach? Um, and I, I found that, you know, I'd, I'd been doing business coaching on the side for a long time, actually, because of my startup experience. Um, and I all of a sudden had this opportunity to help coaches build businesses as well. And I will say that I'm obsessed with the work that I do for a couple of reasons. The first is that I just so deeply believe in the power of coaching. Like, I think this industry is literally changing the world. I think coaches and healers and guides, whatever you call yourself, like you are here to serve and you are literally transforming the world that we live in with every single client that you work with. And I think what's so special and magical about coaching is that it's a co-creative art. It is not something we can do on our own in a silo. We have to do it with other people. And I think that is just so special and magic. And I think the other big thing really, truly is, is entrepreneurship ultimately amplifies our gifts. Learning how to make money from what we do is how we amplify our impact. It's how we spread our message. It's how we truly, you know, make a bigger dent in the world with, with, with our light and our, our, our love and our message. And so teaching coaches, business marketing, sales skills is what I do now. And I do it because I truly believe that it amplifies impact and I love doing it. I love marketing. I love sales. I love this stuff. And I love it really because I believe that this is how we make an even bigger impact on the world. Yes. Oh my God. I knew we were so aligned. Before. So also, yeah, we didn't even mention that um, Emily has a series on Instagram that it, it's not a podcast off of Instagram, right? It's just on Instagram live. The plan is actually to turn it into a podcast at some point, but right now, yeah, it's an Instagram live show. Yes. Instagram live show. That's kind of like the coach edition of, of how we built this. And I was a guest on there recently. And so from that conversation, we're like, oh my God, we're so aligned. We have so much in common. We totally hit it off. And like, of course you have to come on the podcast so we can just continue this combo and jamming on all the things that we love about, <laughs> about this industry and about just life. Um, so yeah, I love everything that you said there. I agree that coaching is the best industry in the freaking world. Not only, um, not only making an impact from what you're here to do, but being able to do what you love, like having that ripple out. I always think of it like work is such a massive part of our lives. Right. And I think back to when I was in corporate and just like you, I wasn't great. Like, I mean, I was, I could play the game, but I was miserable inside. So like yeah. I was climbing the ladder and doing the things, but I hate 
taking orders from people that I don't agree with. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so that's beautiful about the coaching industry. You don't have to take any orders that you're like, no, that's not the way I want to do it. Actually, I want no to rules and regulations. That's the yeah. wild west out here. And that's how I like it. <laughs> yeah. And I totally think we should jam on that as well of like, um, breaking the rules in growth, like, because there's no, in the coaching industry, especially, well, really anyway, like I always say this, there's a million ways to make a million dollars. How yeah. do you want to do it? Like, how do you want the process and the journey to look for you? And how are you going to figure that out? So have you experienced that? I know you have already, but tell us about how that is experienced. That experience has been with you. Are there, have there been strategies in this coaching journey? Like you've been coaching for 12 years. That's not like, a, you know, a, a year. That's a, that's a significant amount of time in this industry. What's that process been like with you? Cause I'm sure you've had lots of coaches, you've learned lots of strategies, you've tried some on, you've hated some, you've loved some. What's that been like? Yes. And just to clarify, I've been coaching people for 12 years, but I've had my business for four. I'm going into my fifth year. So just for anybody who's listening, who can kind of have that context. Um, So because business strategy is really what we're talking about here, right? So, and business strategy for coaching. So I love this question. And I love what you said, because I say that all the time that there really are a million ways. I say there's endless ways to make money. That's kind of my line, but like, it's the same. There's a million ways to make a million dollars. Like there's as many ways to do this as there are people. And, and so so the biggest thing that I've really learned is that, and I'm sure you'll probably agree with this is that honestly, I think any strategy can work, but you have to figure out how to make it work for you. And so one of the hardest lessons I really had to learn was like, it isn't about like for a long time, my first couple of years of in business, I'm curious if you felt this at all too. I felt like there was some silver bullet. I felt like there was something I was missing. Like I would learn, there was one strategy out there that if I could just learn it, I would blow up and I would become the multi-million dollar eight-figure coach, whatever. And I didn't, I didn't realize that that's just not true. Like literally any strategy can work. And so you really do just have to figure out the strategies that work for you. So my first year of business was a lot of throwing spaghetti at the wall. My second year of business, I finally, I really learned kind of first time I actually hired a proper coach and started studying a strategy. I learned how to run a masterclass. I learned how to do a launch and I would do sort of these quarterly launches. And it worked for a while. It worked. Like I I had my first ever launch was a $27,000 launch, but by my second and my third, I sort of got bored with it. I was tired. I wasn't, I fell out of alignment with it. And there's a lesson in there that I'll share in a second. So the, my third year of business, I learned how to run webinars and ads. And so I would have a whole funnel where I would have ads that would go to a webinar and then I would get on sales calls with people and then they would sign up for my program that way. And that also worked. And I made six figures doing that. But then at a certain point, I also got bored and tired and burned out of the strategy. And so I kept having this like up and down roller coaster in my business where like I would do, a, I would be really excited about a new strategy. I would try it. And then at a certain point, it would like break and stop working because I was out of alignment. Now that I, now I know I was out of alignment. I was, it wasn't fully aligned in the first place and I wasn't doing it my way. And I was doing a lot of like copy paste and step-by-step that was like without infusing my essence into it. So what I have now learned is that there's nothing wrong with step-by-step. There's nothing wrong with, with learning the foundations and the basics. And I would say not only is there nothing wrong with it, it's actually quite important to learn the foundational basics of how to do these things. 
but you have to do it your way. Like you have to do it in a way that feels good for you. So, so for example, when the a theme, like one of the things that I'd really learned was like kind of high pressure sales in the very beginning, the coach that I was working with was super in her masculine energy. And it was very high pressure sales. It was like close on the first call, you know, it was, it was very, it was a lot more high pressure. And it just didn't feel good. It really didn't feel good to like give people this like urgency and to, you know, coach them through their, it was like, it just, there was something that was really out of, out of alignment for how I was doing those calls. So I didn't know that at the time, but now I know that, that I really needed to shift how I was selling. Um, and then in terms of like these ads and webinars and that whole strategy, honestly, that worked really well too, but it was just too much. I was scaling too fast. I couldn't hold it all. It was like, I had too many people coming into my world at once. And I literally like couldn't connect to them all in the level that one, I needed to, but so that they, for them to get what they needed out of it, but also for me to feel good, to feel like I'm actually able to serve and support. So I literally at that stage, like had this strategy that was working incredibly well, but it was just, I was burning out because it was too much. I couldn't capacity wise hold it all. So there's obviously tons of other lessons that I've learned throughout the journey, but I think like the thing that if anybody who's listening, who's a coach, who's, who's trying on strategies, it's like, there really is no one silver bullet strategy. And ultimately it's learn the strategy, learn the strategies, learn all the strategies, but as soon as you can infuse your own essence into it, make it yours. And you can't, you have to really learn the difference between fear because you're a beginner and misalignment. There's always going to be some discomfort when you're trying on a new strategy because you're a beginner at it, but that doesn't always mean it's misaligned. And to the same breath, some things are misaligned and they're never going to feel good to you. And you need to allow yourself to find a way to come back into alignment, to do things in a way that actually really does feel good for you and learning that difference. Where is it just fear and discomfort and where is, where is there misalignment? So I love all of that. And it makes me think of this quote that I use all the time. I learned, I saw this somewhere years ago and I use it all the time. And I'm like, it's that you're going to love it too. It's learn rules like a pro so you can break them like an artist. Have you heard that quote before? I feel like I have, but I have full chills because it, that's exactly it. That's exactly yes. it. Yeah, rules like a pro, so you can break them like the like an artist. It just like popped in my head when you were doing that because when you were talking about that, because it's so true. You need the foundations, and it's like, yeah, all of that the strategy is going to support you so so much. But then learn that so that you can do it in your own way. And it's hard. And this is where it's really a difference between brand new coach and someone that's been doing it for a little bit. They've tried some different things and. That I would also say can be different timeline for different people. I've seen some people that jump into and try like strategy, 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 and do it a lot enough to actually try it and then switch to other ones and kind of move through and find what works for them quicker. And there's some people like, I totally agree with you. I am similar to you where I did that, you know, quarterly launch. Okay. Let me focus on this one program and launching this thing. And it was an awesome launch. And then it's like, it's going to grow. And then got tired of that. I'm like, wait, I feel so closed in. I want more offers. I want more like, like where a longer time, a year of trying one strategy when that could have probably for someone else been collapsed down into like six months or something. But it's also important to give the strategies enough time to see what works for you. So like when I hear your journey of going through these different strategies, I hear of like, 
I don't think there's anything wrong with that for sure, because you're learning the different ways and now you're able to really find what works for you. So that's kind of like part of the process. A thousand percent. And I, I look back on it and I'm so glad that I did what I, I'm so glad my journey was what it was, honestly, even though for so long, I was so frustrated that I wasn't growing faster. And, you know, I felt all those things because honestly, I learned, I really did learn a lot of strategy. And now I'm able, when I, I mean, I'm a business coach now. So now it's like, there's like no strategy in the book, not, maybe not no strategy, but like I can teach anybody anything. Like I can, there's so many strategies. You want to learn ads, I can teach you ads. You want to learn masterclasses and launches, I can teach you all that. Like, so ultimately I'm glad that I took my time with all those things and really learned them. Even if at the time it was really tough, right? It was really frustrating. And, um, and I'd say the other big thing as we're having this conversation that I don't think gets talked about as much is, and I know you'll, you and I can riff on this, is when you become an entrepreneur, especially I'd say in the healing industry and the coaching industry, so much of your own stuff comes up in your first couple of years. And so, so much of the journey, honestly, is not just learning the strategy, but it's like literally the work of building a business in your first couple of years is healing the stuff that's coming up. So like I have a, you know, a history of trauma. I have a history of PTSD. I have a lot of stuff that really made it difficult for me to do, you know, something challenging would happen in my business. I had a history of burnout, something challenging would happen in my business. And I had a really hard time bouncing back. So now it's like something hard can happen in my business and I'll bounce back in an hour. Back then something hard would happen in my business. It would take me three or four months to bounce back. And I would literally have to go into these like healing journeys and I would have to process all these things. But ultimately I needed to do that. Like I had stuff I needed to heal and stuff that was, that would come up that really needed to be, to be faced. And so just having patience with yourself in the beginning of your journey too, because if that's happening for you, like there's, that's, I think sometimes it gets messaged or the rhetoric is like, there's something wrong. Like you're not working hard enough. And that's just not true. It's just that your journey is requiring you not just to learn strategy, but it's requiring you to do some deep inner healing work at the same time. And that's a lot. And it's hard to do that all at once, but at some point it is all going to come together and click and you'll have healed so much incredible stuff. That's going to allow you to support people in a whole new way. And you'll have learned the strategy. So anyways. Oh, I could not, could not agree more. Our businesses are the ultimate tests of personal development and personal growth and healing. And they do, they crack open. And this again shows like, because everyone's unique, because we all have different wounds, different backgrounds, different, um, not reactions, but patterns like, uh, triggers, then we're all going to have a different journey, a different timeline. And this is also, why we can't compare our journey with like, okay, but she did this in one year or two years, two years, like, why have I not done it yet? I think that's a really good point to make as well. Um, wherever you are at in this journey, it's, you are on your own aligned path and you're going to look back. And I always think of this too, with same with my journey, as I look back, I'm like, ah, so frustrated at that point, but you know, it all made sense. And so when you get used to that pattern and know that's how your life yeah. works, when you trust and when you're soul led in your life and your business, then when you are facing the hard times, you can look, you can, you can know, I'm going to look back and know that this was such a big, important piece of my journey. And it allows for more ease as you move through that, as you heal and as you grow and as you maybe implement new strategies. 
And there's something I really want to jam on with you as well is um, because you mentioned ads and ads is something that is very controversial in the, in the coaching space specifically. It's like, I see lots of people that want to hate on ads, lots of people that use ads, you know, there's just, again, a million ways to make a million dollars, but I would love to hear because I am not an ads expert in any way. I have used ads for events like, and I'm talking, I am self-taught, you know, like boots pose, like nothing extravagant. Um, but I haven't really used them for coaching besides an occasional like test with a boost boosted post or something. So I'm curious as your journey with just like any information, if somebody's considering using ads or curious about using ads to increase sales or increase visibility, what would be your advice for them? And what was your journey like with that? And do you still use them at all? Is it just not your major strategy or like, how does that look in your business now? Yeah. So I'll first kind of talk about how I learned them and then I'll talk about how I, what I do with them now. So, and yeah, it's super interesting, right? So I kind of give my like thoughts on them. Um, so when I learned them, I learned, I built a funnel and the funnel was an ad would lead people to a webinar landing page. People would sign up. It was a live webinar that I ran every week. I would, people would come to this live webinar every week. It was called how I built my money-making purpose-driven dream career twice. That's <laughs> so cute. Long name. <laughs> long name. Very catchy. Worked well. It was tested. It worked well. Yeah. Um, it's one of the things that I learned is like weird titles actually work way better than normal titles. Um, but anyways, it was such a long name. And um and so I do the webinar every week and then from the webinar people it was a high ticket item so it was a my program at the time was called path to purpose it was five thousand dollars and I would do a sales call so you would do the webinar and then you would you would go you'd book a sales call with me and then you join the program and so the so anybody who's thinking about it there's a couple of things that you need to know the first is that you need an offer you need you need to have test you need messaging and you need an offer that works so for for a funnel to work like this an ads funnel to work you really do need a clear offer and you need to be able to you need to know how to message it like you really need to know that you the messaging that you're using lands so i always say ads are an amplifier so this funnel kind of already worked, right? So you need something that like an organic funnel that already works. And then you can take ads and you can, you can amplify something that already works. I rarely, I don't know if ever would recommend that somebody just flat do ads without actually having a funnel that already works. Um, now, to be fair, I, at the time, I didn't actually have this funnel. What I had was a program that I knew worked. I knew my Path to Purpose program worked. I'd already been running it for two years. I knew how to message it. I knew how to position it. The webinar was new and I was willing to invest in ads knowing that I would figure out how to get the webinar to convert. So I was doing it every week. So I knew I'd get better at and better and better and better at it. And I did. The first week, it was like, not very good. Not very many people signed up for sales calls. I don't even think I said the pricing on it. It was like a mess. I would get a frog in my throat. Like it was like, I was super nervous and I still spent like a lot of money on it. Yeah, go ahead. So you were actually doing the live masterclass. This wasn't like a Kajabi, you know, like live masterclass starts in one hour type countdown. You were actually going live once a week and leading it the same outline, the same masterclass every week. I would update it with feedback every yeah. week because I would see like what lands, what doesn't land, where was awkward, what felt good, what didn't. And then also like, if nobody signs up for sales calls, like 
you need to change the webinar. Like the webinar doesn't work. Right. And so, and so I would, I would update it every week, but, but I ran it every week. Um, and I would have, you know, three or 500 people sign up every week from ads. I probably had 70 to hundred people attend live. And then I was making, I mean, in the beginning, I can't remember, I'd have to actually pull up my tracker, but at a certain point I was having like, probably like one or two people sign up a week um, for a $5,000 program. So for me at the time, it was like, this is working. And I was having, I was paying probably five, I don't know, let's say I was paying $5,000 in ads, but I would make $20,000. So it was like the return on investment was huge, but I would, I knew in the beginning it was going to probably take a couple of weeks for it to like get going. And it did. And I was okay with that. So the reason that I stopped it was a couple reasons. The first was I burned out. Um, I remember there was a week where I had 17 sales calls booked. So I got really good at getting people to book sales calls, but the problem was that they weren't all qualified and it was way too many and it was exhausting and it just broke. Like it was just, and I was scaling too fast. The, the people, there were so many people who had joined Path to Purpose and I couldn't support them in the same way. And so the whole, I just turned it all off. I was like, and I'm turning this all off. <laughs> and so I, I literally turned it all off and I closed enrollment and I just finished out delivering. And the other thing that I wasn't ready to admit to myself, but what was really happening was I was ready to pivot. I was actually kind of overrunning paths of purpose. And I, I was ready. I was evolving. I was ready for my next thing. And I was really afraid to admit that to myself. So there was a lot of stuff that was just, even though it was working, there was a lot of stuff that was out of alignment. So the thing about ads in a webinar for this funnel to, for people to understand is it can absolutely bring you your dreamiest soulmate clients. Like dreamy, dreamy soulmate clients can come to you through ads. However, once that, if you don't want to run that program anymore, your whole funnel is dead. <laughs> like if you don't want to run that program or that funnel, it's like you, you just have to turn it off. Like there's nothing, it's like, it doesn't, it's not a repurposable thing. And so yeah, go ahead. I, I was to... just thinking, but then you have all of these, like from my experience and I, and I would love to hear yours too, people that have done anything with me, whether it's a low cost program, um, any, any paid program, they are the ones that re-sign up at such a higher rate. So have you seen that play out a lot in your business in terms of scaling, even though you closed down that program where you're still doing business coaching? So it's still very aligned. Have they ascended into higher programs like your mastermind and other things like that, those clients? Or do you feel like it was kind of too separate maybe from your pivot where they didn't, you didn't keep the retention? I say both. So I definitely have had people who have ascended and kept working with me. And back then it was really career coaching. So it, it okay. is kind of a big difference, right? So, but there were people who did career coaching with me and found their purpose and decided they want to become a coach and now decided they want to learn business from me. And so there definitely are people who have ascended with me. And I got, I probably gained at least 5,000 followers on Instagram during that time. My email list grew huge during that time, right? And also there's a lot of people now in that, in my world who don't want business coaching and are leaving my world. And so that's been, you know, I, I wouldn't even say it's a challenge. Cause it's just like, that's okay. Like people who don't want business coaching, like you should not be in my world that you can leave. Like, that's okay. Help my, help um, my engagement. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm like, unfollow me, please. Um, follow me. If you're not going to like my stuff, go away. Yeah. Totally. I'm like, honestly, I keep thinking about doing a post and that's just like, please unfollow me. Yes. Oh um, I've done stuff like that before. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but honestly, so now I'm in a place where I haven't run ads since then. And that was the beginning of 2021. 
how I, I mean, I've done some boosted posts, but I haven't run them like a funnel like that. However, I'm definitely going to. Hmm. So I'm just now figuring out though, how I want to and what that might look like. So I actually think I'm going to be running some ads. I have a, a new program coming up, a free program. I think I'm going to put some ads to it. Hmm. Um, and, uh, and the way that I'm going to do it now is I run lots of different programs now and I run lots of different like things. So I think what I'm probably going to do now is have it be more of a top of funnel strategy yeah where I do ads to I have lots of different masterclasses. So they won't be running all the time. But if I have a masterclass coming up, I'll run ads for a week or two to the masterclass. And that way, then people are just in my world. And like, they'll buy from me whenever they want. Like I just they're in my normal world now. Right. And so that's probably how I'll build them. I've been kind of building other stuff, but that's kind of the next plan is like Mm -hmm. build them back in, but build them back in, in a way that's like a lot more flexible. And I'd love to, at some point, build them in to have some type of funnel, like an evergreen funnel where it's like, there's some masterclass I always have running or like some like challenge or something that I always have running, but I just haven't built it yet, honestly, but I could see myself doing that too. So Personally, like I've met some of my most soulmate clients through ads. Like I know people, like soulmate people find me through ads when I, if I run them, but it's definitely the kind of thing where you're spending money. So you really need to know what you're doing and you need to know how to be strategic with it. Um, and, and just for anybody who's listening, like a boosted post is not, is not what I'm talking about. Like I've done boosted posts and they can totally work for like more engagement or for more signups for events and stuff like, but for real strategy around ads, you're going to want to really be able to test different things and use the back end and really, really, there's a lot of optimization that kind of goes into it too. Um, so it's definitely a skill to learn, but like when you, if you learn it and get good at it, I mean, talk about passive quote unquote income, like it's truly like the enabler for, for expanding your reach and, and, uh, and potentially creating, you know, some, some passive income. Yeah, that's, that's how I view them. And again, I haven't done much, a lot with ads, so I, I don't have a ton of experience, but the way that I would imagine them working really good for your business is for like driving them to courses that then you can have them in your world and then offer other live programs, masterminds, one-on-one coaching, right. like, as long as they're in your world and everything kind of like flows together. Um, and then promoting more so like the free events or the lower kind of ticket masterclasses to get more people just in in the top of funnel. And you mentioned you were spending 5,000 a month in ads. So I always find this fascinating as well. Cause I think sometimes people are like, either you have to spend a lot to actually see the results or they, you know, throw $30 at a boosted post or something like that, you know? So what is your what is your take just on your experience or like what you've seen or learned about ads with like a, a, an ad spend that is going to get significant results? So it just depends on how well your funnel is working. So you need, so the, the, you need a funnel and ultimately if your funnel's converting, you can add spend and like, you know, it's, it's not really a direct, but like generally speaking, if you were to put more money into a working funnel, you would get more out of that working funnel. Right. And so in the beginning, when I was first testing out ads, I wasn't spending $5,000 a month. I was probably spending a little less like one or 2000, but I was spending at that level, knowing that my funnel wasn't work converting yet. So I was willing to invest knowing I needed to figure out how to get this funnel to convert into actual clients. But once it was converting into actual clients, I was more than happy to put more money into it because I knew I was going to get more clients out of it. And so I'd say that's really what it is. It's like, it's like, first you kind of have to learn how to run ads 
And then once you know how to run a hat and you can learn how to run a converting ad super cheap. Like you can put just a few dollars a day to learn how to get somebody to sign up for the masterclass, right? Because the way a funnel works is there's different, there's different like points basically where somebody's moving through a funnel. And so you want to, you want each point to basically convert. You want someone to click on the ad. You want someone to sign up for the class. You want someone to attend the class. And then you want someone to sign up for, if you do sales calls, a sales call, and then you want them to pay, right? So there's all these different points. And at each of these points, you can kind of see like where people are dropping off, what's not working, and then you can make changes. And that's how you kind of know how to optimize. But once your funnel is optimized, then it's like, why wouldn't you just I mean, obviously I scaled too fast. So I'd say that would be the reason not to put a bunch of money in, but like, if you can handle it, if you can handle the capacity, it's like, it is sort of unlimited at that point. Um, but I would say in the beginning, it's just really important to know, like pick a number that you're willing to invest to actually get your funnel to convert. And that's going to be different for everybody because it just depends on how good your funnel is. Right. So it seems like, I mean, my view on, on ads and funnels is like, I think if you try to do this early on, you're going to spend so much time and energy and money trying to figure this out. And that can just delay it. it to me, seems like a much better thing to add on when you, when you're like making a really nice abundant income, maybe you can hire yeah. someone that will like help build the funnel for you or like take some yep. of that process out. Um, but I know this episode isn't all about ads, but I just think that's fascinating because a lot of, a lot of people ask about ads and a lot of people just like, um, or they're, they're wondering if they should do them or where to do them. So I think that's just really valuable to, to touch on as well. Um, so I'm going to put together an ads and funnels program at some point, but it's not, it's not built yet, but I, I really agree with you. I think, and honestly, a lot of the bigger reason I think why they quote unquote may not work in the beginning is like, you don't have clarity of your offer yet. You don't have clarity of your positioning and your messaging yet. So those are the foundational pieces that you need for a funnel to work. Is like, you need to know how to position it and message it. And you need a, an offer that you're like 1000% behind and believe in and know works and is like incredible. And I think in the beginning, you just don't have that. Like you need literal just human bodies to, to work with. You need clients who you've worked with before that can actually be clear for you. And so um, and so, yeah, I agree. I think it's, it's definitely not a beginner strategy. It's definitely like, I've got this and I want to amplify this in a way that, that could be, um, that could really, really work. And, and once it's set up, it's pretty easy, but, um, yeah, so yeah, I totally agree. So on the sales conversation, what is your favorite as of now, where you're at now, what's your favorite sales approach or sales strategy? Yes. So I would, I'll talk about like my strategy, but I'd say like my, just my whole energy around sales has changed so much over the last couple of years, especially because I have a background in sales and I like very much understand the like how to side of sales. What I think I really needed to learn in my business was, was honestly the energetics of how I want to sell. And so I think the thing, the biggest thing that's changed for me is just like, I, the way that I sell is I coach, like the way that I sell is literally just like, I'm just, I'm just coaching. Like there's, I've learned how to quote unquote sell in a way that, that is literally just, I get to show up and coach and tell you how you can keep receiving coaching from me. And it's like really that simple. And, and so much of how I sell is just like, 
it's just connection. It's just, I'm literally connect. It's like, I brought it back down to the basics so much where it's like, I literally just offer people ways to connect with me in all different ways. And it's through that connection that, that we have conversations about how you can keep learning from me. And, and I, and I trust that you'll decide what you want to do. And I think that I, you know, the, one of the biggest lessons that I really had to learn was how to just detach from the timeline. Like come into my world. And I like, first of all, I don't even actually really care if you ever buy something from me. I'm just happy you're here. If you do buy something from me, that's awesome. And it, I don't care if it's now or in a year or in three years, like I'm still going to serve you either way, you know, in, in all the spaces that I, that I have to, to serve that are free and accessible. Um, and, and really just like really letting go of needing people to buy things. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing. It's like, I've really just like, I've let go of needing people to buy things. Um, And I think that's just like shifted, shifted everything. And so people who buy from me now, like they don't feel like they're like, they're excited to buy, but they don't feel like they're being sold to. They just feel like they, they get an opportunity to like buy something that they want. It's like a shopping experience, right? Uh, A shopping experience for something that's really exciting and fun that you like want to buy. Um, so I'd say generally that's just like the energetic foundation that I have found that feels so good um, and really teaching people how to do that because it's easier said than done. Like to get to that place, I had to really unlearn stuff. I had to shift a lot of things. I had to heal a lot of things. I needed to adopt new beliefs, like to be able to get to that place to energetically be so clean and clear around how I do that. There was a lot that went into it. So it's a lot of what I teach. But it's st- strategically, I mean, my, my stuff's actually pretty simple now. So I do, I, I have an on schedule and an off schedule. One month I'll do, I'll do a, deli- like I'll deliver a program. And then on the off month, the next month I do promotion. So promotion could be specifically on Instagram stories. It could be a masterclass. It could be one-on-ones. It could be, you know, there's kind of all different ideas that I, that I play with, but my base, my basics are I sell on stories and I run a masterclass. And I do, I sometimes do like one-off market research calls, which ultimately end up becoming sales calls a lot of the times, but I do not set them out to be sales calls. They're truly market research calls. And what they do is they help me continuously refine and hone my messaging. And so I actually really get something out of them, but then they do end up being incredible opportunities to connect with people. So my basic strategy now is literally Instagram launching, Instagram stories, masterclasses, and then these market research calls. And then at some point I'll be adding on adds to those too. Yay. For the market research calls, where are you finding people for those? Are you doing it in your community? Like offering them as like, Hey, free market research calls, or are you going into like Facebook groups and saying, Hey, I'm doing these market research calls, et cetera. Both. I do them just my Instagram and from email. So just my community. When I first started doing these and how I teach it for somebody who's like a beginner and doesn't have a a big audience, like if you have a really small audience, um, I taught, you know, if you're just starting out, like you've got people in your network. So for somebody who wants to play with like that strategy, it's like your personal Facebook, your personal LinkedIn, your personal Instagram, you know, there's so much opportunity for you to, to connect with people in your personal networks. And so that's what I teach for people who are just beginning, but now I don't, I just, I just use my audience. Yeah. I love market. It's, it's funny. It's one of those things where you almost forget about it when you're like, you do it more in the beginning. I'm thinking like when I launched my mastermind last year, I did market research and it was totally market research, but every, Mm -hmm. I want to say if not 100% or like 80% of the people that I did signed up for the mastermind. So it's like, 
market research is, is it's super valuable for you to know, okay, what would you want to see in this program? What would make it a no brainer? Like being very intentional about what you ask so that you yep. get that information, but it also guides them of like, yeah, this is a no brainer. Why would I not sign up? <laughs> this is exactly what I want. Well, <laughs> totally. And I think that the big thing that like, I can even feel from you as you talk about it is like, the reason this strategy works so much is because they're not sales calls. Like you yes. literally are actually People going in like, deta- like nobody wants to be sold to. Right. So it's like, you're having these conversations with people. Um, and by the way, me too, like the rate for people signing up to work with me at some point is so high from these calls, yeah. but I, but I literally like my primary intention for them. It's like, if nobody signed up for them or, or signed up for anything after them, I would still be okay because like you get so much out of the market research itself. It's so freaking valuable. And this is something that coaches just st- either don't do or stop doing. And I think there's just, it, it's really, it's one of those basic skills that honestly, I just, I weave through into everything that I do because it's so, so valuable and so powerful. So everyone listening, your homework is to go do some market research calls. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I could just keep jamming on sales forever because I, I think I told you my background is in sales. I worked in, um, sales corporate, like since college, I think it's been like 13, 14 plus years now that I've worked in sales. And I always coined the term relationship-based selling. I don't even know if that's a real thing, but I always said in corporate, I'm like, I, and I, on like resumes, I would always put like, I am, I, I do relationship based sales because, and so when you've been talking, I'm like, we could literally, I literally used to call it human centered sales when oh I was God. in sales. In my travel company, I started, I kind of called it human centered sales. What? Now I'm like, wait, did we already talk about this on the other? <laughs> no, I don't think we did. I love it though. Oh my God. It's so good. Um, I bet. So I, this could be after the podcast conversation, but sometimes these are fun to just throw into, but I did, um, I had a guest expert lead, um, a gene keys. I don't know if you've done anything with gene keys. Um, and she focused on the prosperity codes. And one of the ones that one of the keys we focused on was vocation. And so she went down through the lines and everything. And mine was the sales, the connector, like, and she said something like connection based sales. I'm like, Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. I'm so on keys. This is correct. (laughs) But I wonder if you are that same, like maybe you have that same um, gene key or whatever. I know um, my human design. I haven't done my gene keys, but it's been on my list. So I'll have to see. I'll have to look out for it if I do it. Yeah, check it out. I'm, I'm new to it. So I'm learning too. It's like you can get lost in the, the all the things, totally. the astrology, the personal, like you can get lost in all the different things. But Um, one question that I want to ask you before we wrap up here is, um, I ask everyone that comes on the show because we're the wealthy and well woman podcast, all about building wealth and wellness. So wealth from the inside out, what does being a wealthy and well woman look like to you or how, what does that, how does that come across in your life? The thing that comes to mind is like, (laughs) okay, this is so cheesy, but there's this like phrase that has been coming to me lately of the happy millionaire. Okay. And so the idea the, the, the what it means to me though, is like, it's like, we're, we're, I'm building wealth. Like I'm making money, but like, it's through happiness. Like it's through joy and it's through fulfillment. It's like through really loving my life. So it's like, I don't want the money if I have to do it in some way that doesn't, it's, that doesn't really feel good and aligned. And like, 
I think the thing that I always like want to be clear about that too, is it's not an attachment to happiness because I think challenge is a part of life and important and it's how we grow, but it's like, it's an, it's an alignment piece, right? So it's knowing that like anything I'm going to do to make money has got to be an integrity with, with who I am. And it's, and for me, that's, that's all about impact and it's all about service and it's all about purpose and it's all about making the world a better place. And for me, when I think about my life, honestly, like being wealthy and well, it's like, there's, it's, it's so much about just creating a life that I just am so happy to live, like creating a life that I really, really deeply enjoy. And, and that includes my business. Right. And so really creating a business that I'm just happy to be in and that I'm grateful for and that I, I, I really, truly, and I can honestly say like the feelings I've felt in my business, like I've, there's, I, there's nowhere else in the world. I feel them. Like the bliss that I feel working with soulmate clients, there's nowhere else in the world where I feel that specific type of bliss. And so it's, it, for me, it's about creating wealth through that. Like that's how I want it to happen, right? And then I think the other piece too of it is like, it's, it's the wholeness of life. So the happy millionaire, it's like, for me, it's like, yeah, business is a big piece of it, but it's also my, the, my, it's like businesses in my whole life. So it's like my relationships, right? It's my, it's adventure. I'm a big traveler. We've talked about like, I'm live internationally. It's, it's, you know, it's learning new things, trying new outdoor activities, spending time in nature, going hiking, going scuba diving, doing all these. So it's like really thinking about like, what does that, you know, every, every day when I'm choosing the life that I'm living, it's like, how am I actually, it's like, we get to create it in every moment. Mm-hmm. Um, in every moment, in every breath, we have an opportunity to create what we want and, and really being radical about that. And, and I really hold myself to the highest standard around that because not only is that what I want for myself, but that's ultimately what I want for the world. And I really believe that we've got to go first. We've got to lead the way. So. Amen, sister. Oh, yes. I love, I love that response. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. So well said. Well, Emily, thank you so much. Where I know you have um, I don't know by the time that this goes live, if it will be after your, your sales masterclass that's coming up, but where can people find you? Where's a good place for them to see all of, all of the amazing things that you're doing? Yes. So the primary place to see whatever I've going on is Instagram at Emily Eliza Moyer. I'm sure we'll link it. And uh, um, I do have a free program coming up called Soulful Sales. It's about the art of sacred selling. So it's really, it is a free program teaching you my, the foundations of sales. So it's really for anybody who you know, wants to fall in love with sales, wants to master sales, wants to feel like sales is just a healthy part of amplifying their gifts. Um, and whether that program is available or not, there's I every other month I have some type of free program that, that I'm offering that has something to do with building your business, whether it's sales, marketing, using social media to build an online, whatever it is, energetics, healing, all the things that have to do with really creating a business that you love. So you can kind of come check out whatever free classes I have going on. And that's what I got. Amazing, Emily. Thank you so much. It was such a joy to have you on today. Thank you so much, Kat. It was so fun. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on today's episode of the Wealthy and Well Woman podcast. I am so grateful that you listened in. If you loved what you heard and you feel called to share, please go leave me a review on iTunes so I can make sure to keep all this good stuff coming your way. Also share this episode with someone you think would absolutely love it. And I will be so grateful. That's how we spread the wealthy and well woman mission together. 
If you aren't already following me on social media, come and join me by following at Kat Sanuski. I would love to connect with you there and I cannot wait to connect with you back here in the next episode. In the meantime, go out there and shine as the wealthy and well woman you are.